best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And this week is going to be an another wonderful recap of The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, even though last week was super fucking depressing and I listened to our podcast again and I was like, I think that's the saddest we've ever been. <laughs> it was hard to talk about. I mean, I mean, it's all really serious stuff. I mean, people got their head, heads beaten to a pulp and uh, I mean, there's not a lot else we could talk about other than than the grossness of it. I know it was horrible. And then I went down the black hole of actually watching the, I watched talking dead after, but I was kind of like in and out of it because you know, you're like on your phone or doing whatever. And I was watching some of the videos and I watched that video they showed that was paying tribute to Glenn. Oh yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> horrible. And, and uh, Stephen Yun was like, crying on stage it was just horrible like it just freaking sucks but i mean and i love how people were giving shit to like jeffrey dean morgan was like well daryl killed him and blah 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 and it's like no one says shit to the writers like they're the ones that did this to all of you oh yeah there's people that are actually on the internet that are um actually mad at norman reedus or blaming daryl for um killing glenn which is Silly, I blame all of them, including Rick, because before we dive into the second episode of the season, I wanted to talk to you about this because I don't think we talked about it in the last uh, podcast, but I could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, okay. But I felt like, I mean, I'm not saying that they deserved it, but they kind of deserved it. Like, after what they did to everybody last uh, season... Like, they were just going off what Gregory at Hilltop and Jesus had said about them. They knew nothing, really. They were going off of what these people were saying, and then they just murdered them brutally all in their sleep. Like, dozens of them. So, I mean, I don't know. And we talked about this before extensively when we recapped it last fall, that is it wrong that this is happening to them? Do they really deserve it? But then you look at what... They've my, my I think the fair way to go about this would be to look at I, I hope they show how Negan came to power in some way. Like I know they can't show six seasons worth like they have we've seen for Rick and Co. But because mm-hmm. of what Rick and Co have been through, it's not like we can understand. I mean, I guess that's yeah, we can't understand. That's why they've done the things they have done. Mm-hmm. What if Negan's been like this from day one? You yeah. know, like what if he's just always been a psychopath? psychopath. So I, yeah, I think that would help me, and I think that'll help justify what they do next too. If they find yeah. out, and that's the purpose of maybe the kingdom and the purpose of the hilltop is so we can. There was no justification for what they did, and I'm hoping that that unfolds so we don't start to hate our core group. Yeah, and you know, I think what's from and from our perspective, what we're gonna see that's gonna really put Negan in the bad like true bad guy zone or whatever is we're gonna see him really 
um, unfairly controlling all of these other groups and, you know, taking his power to an extreme. And I think it'll become clear that he is a bad guy that needs to go, you know, bad, not, you know, like Rick and the group may have made some crappy decisions, but essentially deep down, they're not bad people. But I mean, from the group's perspective, they don't know everything that we know. All they knew was that somebody told them these guys were bad and they just slaughtered people. So I think they should count their lucky stars that they all didn't get murdered. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out because so many people, you know, are like, I heard people saying that Negan is like the equivalent of Ramsey Snow on The Walking Dead or on Game of Thrones. And I just could not think that that that's so not even a fair comparison. Have you heard that? Oh, man, I don't know. It's just it's it's so hard. Like I see that I the comparisons are completely different because we don't have the backstories. Like I need to have my backstories. I need to know if Negan has always been this fucking crazy because right. if we're going to go game of Thrones on this. There's been some pretty like what Sansa did to him. That was shitty. Like that was some mean stuff, but yeah. he deserved it. We don't really, I mean, I, we just, we know Negan deserves it because we saw what he did to Abraham and Glenn, but based on what we just said, you know, what we just discussed about how, what Rick did to his men, Rick kind of deserves it. So I don't, we need the backstory. Yeah. We need the backstory. And Everyone the loves thing. backstories anyways. Think about Gareth, what the Terminus people. They lured Rick and his group in, and, like, they were doing this unprovoked. Rick and the group did nothing to them to deserve it. So it's a completely different type of, you know, villain and storyline here with Negan because Negan retaliated because of what Rick did. Exactly. So, so it's whatever people get off Daryl's back. Get off it. Get off it. All right. We can Ugh. leave that alone now. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, season two. What was it titled? The well or episode, episode two. two, the well, I think. Yes. Okay. So I initially, I had so I kind of liked it. I mean, I liked it, but coming off of the smear, it wasn't anything mind-blowing to me i mean it was necessary to catch up with morgan and carol and there were and i loved king ezekiel and there were a lot of things i did like i just didn't i guess i didn't love love it what what did you think about it um i don't think we were supposed to love love it like there are always these types of episodes in the walking dead right like i know you and i call them filler episodes um i mean they have a little bit more substance than being a filler but they're just not like the they're not the groves um And I think that I like this one because it felt like The Walking Dead, if that makes sense in a way. Like, I felt like The Walking Dead was back. Like, the last two episodes, season six finale and the season seven premiere, to me, have just been, like, aneurysm, (laughs) anxiety-inducing. Like, it's just all been all about Negan. And I'm like, I want to get back to, like, everybody else. Like, I almost forgot Carol was even in the show, honestly. Because, like, so much has been going on. So it was like, oh, yeah, there's other shit going on. Like, okay, let's let's get to this. So that's why I liked it. Let's break down King King Ezekiel, though. I like the fact that they got straight to his 
Like we learned all about him, you know, he like, we got his backstory. We don't have to wonder if he's a wackadoo for a couple episodes. Like he lays it all out (laughs) on the table. And I love that because they're trying to like, because he's not the bigger part of the story, right? Like he's like a piece of it. And the main thing is like we were talking about last week is tying the reason this season, I don't think we'll get disjointed. Like in season four is that out all of these different places that these episodes are being set in all tie into the same story, which is Negan. So that's yeah. why I'm excited that they just immediately showed, okay, he's like, this is the way I am. This is why I run things. And to me, that whole purpose was to show the audience. I'm, I'm being submissive to Negan because of my people. So it's yeah. like, this is the person we have to, that Rick will have to either persuade agree with, you know, or manipulate into taking Negan down. So it's all setting up for that main story and not like, like I care about Ezekiel, but like he doesn't need an entire episode where we learned how he became a samurai. We needed to understand him right off the bat. And you know what my favorite thing about him is? Karikiel. That's my couple name for Carol and Ezekiel because that shit gonna happen. Did you make that up? Did you make that up? I did. I did before anyone else did. I didn't go looking for Hell hashtags. Yeah. I did hashtag Carikio. And it got like one retweet. Um, I'm sure that's not Wait, what everybody's what did, going with. Did what? you say one? <laughs> it got one retweet? Yeah, I don't think people were. I think there's probably another name out there. I never really succeed in coming up with good couple names. However, whether these two get together romantically or not, whatever, but they are totally vibing. And I think them having a strong relationship is essential to, you know, when Carol does figure out what's going on with Rick in the group and what happened and once she regains some uh, sanity, which we can talk about that next. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say she's going to be integral, I think, in in convincing Ezekiel to join Rick and them to go against Negan. I think Carol really needs to form a strong relationship with Ezekiel um, to kind of tie everything together and stop Negan. That's a great point. And because of that, I'd also like to ask you, do you think that last week we were talking about where Carol's character is going and kind of what needs to happen in order for her to move on because she's hit rock bottom to the point to where she doesn't even want to live for her besties. Like what's, what's the point. And so maybe introducing this new environment is opening up a new compartment in her, if you will, of her soul, of her psyche. So she has some sort of will to live. I don't know. What do you think? Well, she didn't want to be in that community, and I don't think the community is key because I think she's seen too much, and she's like, yeah, no, this isn't. She can't even accept that it's a real place. I mean, she thinks the whole thing is just a joke, but Ezekiel, um, I think her relationship with him is probably what's going to matter. I mean, he's been through crap, and he seems like he's a pretty smart guy and has a really sound mind, and he obviously cares about people and Carol deeply. I mean, he went... Um, to her door at that ratchety old place, which how bad did that have to smell? I mean, ain't no amount of bleach getting any of that stank out, but um, showed up with his tiger. The tiger knocked on the door like, what's up? It's us. And um, 
See, but that's yeah, delivering realness. She, he's delivering realness to her. She saw the fake world and she didn't want to play nice again. She's already done that. Mm-hmm. And he delivered realness to her. So that might yeah. be refreshing. And I think a lot of the people in the kingdom maybe haven't seen the things that, you know, Carol has. So living in a community like that is easier. But uh, I think Ezekiel understands that Carol has been through some crazy, crazy stuff. And, you know, it, for her to heal, I don't think her being surrounded by all this stuff where kind of like in Alexandria, where we were just like annoyed by those people because we're like, God, these people have no idea what's going on out there. Like it was almost annoying. You know, I think Carol is not going to be comfortable around that and it's not going to help her. So I don't know. I'm interested to see where her relationship with goes with Ezekiel. I'm interested to see what role Morgan is going to play um, into everything as well. I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested. I kind of like how Morgan. Well, remind me to say something about Carol because I want to. I have kind of a wild theory I want to ask you about, but really quick about Morgan. I found myself really proud of him for being like admittedly also annoyed about how fake and like naive Ezekiel seemed. Yeah. Like he was just like, I know, I get it, okay, but like they're taking care of you. Like, let's try for a hot freaking second. Yeah. You know, like he was just very <laughs> much like, and the reason he's teaching that dude, I feel like, because he kept saying, like, you have to replenish the well. He's like, now nah, I got to mm-hmm. train this Joker to save your ass, and then you're going to up and leave. Like, he's just yeah. annoyed. Like, he's becoming, he's like, reality starting to hit him hard. And I like that. I think yeah. it's good. Also, yeah. Um, and I like how he is also realizing, um, you know, with killing, with killing people, he's starting to, I don't think he's starting to accept that he has to, but he's starting to, um, realize the importance of the relationships that he has and how much he actually does care about these people. Like he killed that person for Carol. Right. And so to him, he's like, you're worth everything because I I went against everything I stand for to save you. And he did it in like a fight or flight situation. So innately, he's like, this is, you know, I believed I needed to do that. So I have to continue protecting you. Okay. So off of, before I forget the other thing I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, about Carol, right? Is that what I said? Carol? Carol, Carol theory. A Carol theory. Okay, so because, you know, we've kind of reached this point where we're like, the only thing that's going to bring Carol out of her rut or give her some sort of will to live is like a bay. And maybe that's Ezekiel. He's got a tiger. Like, he's opened up to her. He's sexual. Like, he calls himself a king. I get it. (laughs) But what if... I still feel like she's gone too far. Like she's going to like, she's going to indulge in this maybe for a hot second, but like reality, she's always going to have her end game in mind. And she's like slowly, like she's slowly like losing herself and she just almost doesn't care. Like she's leaving. I still don't know why she left the core people at Alexandria. It's like the, and you know how Morgan is and he killed for you and you like really don't give a shit. So to me, it's like, that's not like, you don't just leave your people. Like, no matter what, you can't just leave. So I'm thinking, I know, but it's just like, you're just leaving and giving up. And right now she's not even sad. She just doesn't even give a fuck. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if this spiraling down will lead to her 
eventually meeting up with Negan's crew and like vibing with them. No, I'm just saying like for a hot fucking second, she may feel like these people are the group she needs to be with. Then no. wait a minute. Just give me a when second. She sees Daryl there. That's, that's what I was going to say, girl. See, you're on the same page as me. That's what no. I was going to say. And then she sees Daryl there and she's like reminded like, fuck, no, I can't leave. And that'll show her like no matter how far you go, no matter how far you get away, you can't escape how much it hurts to see your people hurt. Like you can't just forget about them. So you don't have to hurt anymore. They're always going to come back to you. So you either got to fight or you got to just fucking GTFO and just like <laughs> die or something. Okay, because that I'm- is what makes it hard. Like, I don't know. Am I, am I making sense? I just opened a it bug light. So. Sense, but <laughs> it does make sense. I totally don't want that to happen. Um, I don't know. I kind of think that Ezekiel is going to help her. I think, What's going on with her right now is she has extreme PTSD. One, I think she's not thinking super clearly. Like when she left the group, um, I think her brain was kind of in panic mode. Um, and yes. all she could think about was if I stay here, I'm going to have to kill more for these people that I love. So even if it screws everybody else over, I can't personally deal with this anymore. So she leaves. Um, and then I think part of it, you know, she, she, I think we see she definitely has some PTSD, like seriously, when she's in the field and she sees the walkers turning into people. I mean, I don't think that was like symbolic. She was seriously seeing that. Um, Right. Then I think her coming into the kingdom um, in a way. Yeah. She's like, these people are crazy. I can't do this right now. But also she's seeing a whole other group of people in a community of people like what if she becomes attached to these people and she finds herself in the same situation she is in before she wants to be completely isolated and alone so that she never has to form a real relationship with someone that she's gonna have to kill for and she doesn't exactly know how to deal with this and i don't think she cares i mean Morgan said, you know i think i can help you and she's just you know like no i can't be in this place um, so I think Ezekiel, I don't know. I could see them having like a weird, freaky, like purely sexual relationship that kind of like in, in the process of all that, maybe he kind of helps her in a way, but I don't know. I would see, I still think I can't see her really going and like vibing with Negan's people only because I think at her core, she's still good. I mean, her main reason for leaving is so that is because of her love for these other people. So, or her, her original group. So I don't think she would ever do anything that would be totally contradictory to that. I don't know. I think I'm rambling. You're not rambling. You're just, you're, we're discussing thoughts. I kind of dropped this bombshell on you. So now, you know, because I did that, you're, you're walking through your thoughts, which is fine. I think is good. Okay. What about, Let's see um, what our thoughts are for next week. So we saw, Darryl! like, um, I know, I know. But before that, we know what's going to happen with Daryl. He's going to get the shit beaten out of him. Negan's like, I like the fact that nothing scares you. I think he wants to beat him into, like, being submissive into working for him because he's kind of, like, loves him. So yeah. I think um, I want So we kind of know what's happening there. I'm more curious to see what we're going to find when we get back to Alexandria, like everyone has to break at some point. So what is it? 
Well, first of all, what are they going to ask them for? Like, they're not giving them pigs and stuff, which I think is amazing that that one guy makes sure all the pigs eat walkers before giving yeah. them. Why do they do that? What do you mean? It can't infect. It's not going to. It can't infect them, right? No, but they're just eating dead guts, and that makes him feel better about submitting to Negan's crew. Okay, that was so nasty. Um, but necessary. Yeah, I mean. I'm very curious as well to see how everything shakes out with the different communities um, and how they come together to take Negan down, which is going to have to happen. Um, Here's what's bothering me, though, because, you know, I don't like when everything is all split up. Um, You know, we had the season premiere and then we have an episode of just the kingdom and then we have an episode of just Daryl and Negan. And then presumably the next episode is going to be Rick and Alexandria. But I hate that there's these two episodes um, in between seeing, you know, the time where everything happened to Rick. And then I don't know. I don't like how spread out that is. And then when do we see Maggie going to the hilltop? You know, like she sh- we I want to see her coping and dealing with everything that's been going on. So that's I don't know. I, I'm a little bit nervous about people being in so many different places. I mean, I know it's all tied together and I know it will get tied together probably by the end of the season, but um, I hope it doesn't lose its effect and impact because of that. Um, That being said, I am curious what you think. Will Rick be submissive for a while until someone kind of reignites that fire in him to fight back? Or do you think he's going to be planning to fight back right away? Um, I think, well, the fact that the, I don't think everything is, I don't agree with you on like everyone being all over the place because they're introducing these like pivotal characters to the series and why this fandom is so passionate. So I think in of the point of taking it to the next level is like, it's not the same old shit every season, Like, it gets bigger and scarier, and, you know, that's realistic, too. They're not the only people out there, and they can only fight amongst each other for so long. And they also have to make it realistic with what's going to scare them. You know, if they're just stuck in Alexandria the whole time, and they just have, like, drama within their own community, it's not really challenging the characters, I think. I don't know. I just, I trust them that they're going to get through this. Like, I feel like we've learned from season four, like it was a big risk to have everyone by themselves. And maybe they did that to like test and see who the fans would love the most. Like, I don't know. Well, I want to ask you this real quick about that. So do you think that the way they spend all the episodes in one place is the best way to do it? Or do you think it would be better or what kind of impact do you think it would have if they did like half of it in the kingdom, half the episode in the kingdom and then the other half like following Maggie on her journey or like half the episode with Negan, half the episode back in Alexandria, just so like each week or every other week, at least we're getting some kind of update and or something on different members of the group. No, I think it all depends on the writing because you don't want to disjoin a story. Like if they had to do that, we talked about how last week the whole point of the episode would have been ruined if they would have ended it introducing the kingdom because it would have taken your mind off of what just happened. Well, that one doesn't count. But, well, I mean, that's the whole point. You know, okay, you want, I know what you mean. I think it's just, it's not like that, because it's about, 
No, this isn't uh, a Grey's Anatomy. Like there aren't, we don't beat bop through all these different stories. Like, I mean, the re it keeps people hooked. It keeps me wanting something for the next week. Um, and again, it's about the bigger story. So while it's also about these characters, um, the story is bigger than them. So I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It doesn't bother me just because there's so much to explore that it's like, God, there's so much with the show to talk about. Like I can't handle it. I mean, it's like with, uh, Star Wars, like Rogue One's coming out, and then there's Rebels, the TV show, and I'm like, oh my god, there's this. They can introduce that story, but if they introduce this story, then at the end of this, blah blah blah. Like it's just like the world is so huge, and they're creating this like, like there's Weed Inverse, you know, like there are so many different stories within Weed Inverse. I like that they're building this whole universe, so that it just gets me excited as a fan, only because it's season seven. Everyone has a, a bad season, which is why they hire new writers every year. Like season four kind of sucked, but like I, I trust them. I'm, I'm just like I'm just letting them rock and roll with it. It hasn't okay. disappointed You're- me yet, so I'm not going to rag on it. All right. You're right. I I'm probably just want something to bitch about because I like just being critical and mean about things. But mm-hmm. anyway, let's um <laughs> okay. Tell me what you think about what's coming for Rick where he is emotionally and and where we're going to kind of see him do you think in the next few episodes I definitely think that he's going to start I think he's going to start focusing on the making sure the group is okay because he realizes now that they don't have the forces the resources the power the anything to really retaliate at this point and so his focus is making sure everyone is okay and i think that's what's going to be most important to him because he's never been in a situation really this is the most high stress situation he's been in to where he just lost almost everyone some of them at his own hand and so i think that he knows that nothing else is going to happen to them as long as they keep complying with negan so there isn't a sense of urgency to retaliate right away because he's like from what he knows, all right, we're not going to, he's not going to come back and kill us because he wants us to produce for him. So let's focus on that. And I know that you're all safe for now and let's figure it out from there. He already knows that the Hilltop is working with them. So they'll probably see, okay, is there anyone else that's working for them? And maybe kind of feel out all these other different communities. Like, I think this is forcing him to be a little bit more calculated because he's been officially broken. And he knows they're still safe as long as they comply. I don't know. Okay. What do you think? I understand. I don't, I I wonder like what is, I know he won't do this. So what would stop him from taking like the Carl and his, the people he's closest with and just getting the hell away from the whole area, you know, and starting over somewhere else? Like, don't you think he'd be inclined to do that? I guess I don't know what's holding him to Alexandria. I mean, I don't. I, I think he's so broken that I don't know why the heck he would care about all these Alexandria people that he barely even knows. I can't imagine that he cares about their lives more than he would care about just getting the hell o- away from there. Um, um, I think one, well, a couple of reasons. The main reason I think being is they tried to leave and they they can't. So like they they tried to leave and they were stopped at every turn. So yeah, I, I don't think so. he'd risk that again. 
I think it's too big of a risk to leave at this point. Yeah, plus if he did, he would know that, like, when Negan and them did show up, he, they would probably kill everyone in Alexandria because Rick wasn't there. So, yeah, he's just stuck right now. I mean, I don't think there's anywhere for him to go. Yeah. Let me but, tell you about what I'm not excited about for next week. Go. Dwight. Dwight's face. I hate that guy so much. He annoys the shit out of me. He's always being sassy to Daryl. I need him to die. I he's really not even a good die. villain. Good like, villain. he's just stupid. He's so dumb. He's the worst. I hope Negan is like, oh, my God, you're annoying and just kills him. Because I just can't. No offense to the actor. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. I think we 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 have a lot to look forward to. We need to wrap up. But we did um, a nice recap of what... It's possibly to come. I mean, I, I, I think we have some good ideas. Uh, what would you rate the episode overall? Ooh, um, B plus. A B plus? Yes. That's, that's fair. That's fair. What are you going to say? B. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was definitely a good episode and maybe we would rate it higher if we hadn't of just seen the season premiere, which was like possibly the grossest, but still one of the best episodes ever. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We can't wait to talk back with you guys uh, next week for the next episode. Find out what's going down with Daryl. We might be crying during the uh, recap after seeing Daryl get beat up. Um, but yeah, if you want to chat with us about the episode, tell us what you think is going to happen. You can find us on be Pure Fandom on Facebook, Pure underscore Fandom on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you check back here, same time, same place next week for more Walking Dead recaps. Until then, capes out. Capes out. Capes out.